Hello, welcome to the Made for Greatness podcast. Let's unpack what it means to be truly made for greatness. But first, let's start with a little prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father, come and glorify your name. Please come and fill our hearts with your love and your presence. Let your kingdom reign in our hearts, in our lives, in our minds, in our bodies, in our friendships, our relationships, how we react to people, how we perceive others, how we react um, uh, about them, in our speech about them. Father, come and let us glorify your name and um, have mercy. We praise you, dear Jesus. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. My dear friends, this is I'm having some audio issues here. I can't seem to download the right stuff, get it going. So I might cut in and out, but that's okay. I wanted to follow up. We just had another men's event on this past Friday. Every once a month, our men's group called Made for Greatness, we meet and we um, journey towards an end. And right now this year, we're journeying towards the theme of, of Gideon's army of 300 men. Where with such a small group of people, the Lord broke down the greatness of Israel's army down to a small group of people of 300 men who were fighting, who were ready, who were fighting age, ready to fight, ready for battle, well-equipped, but they're grossly, grossly outnumbered. And I, and I please, God, do that same thing to me. You know, how often we, we live in our excess so often where we think we've got everything that we need. How could we possibly need any more? We've got this situation with COVID going on right now where the world's economy is just being shut down and shut down and shut down in one big swooping force. And in one hand, it's uh, it's a blessing because it's bringing us to our knees, I hope. I hope it's bringing us to our knees so we're, where we can respond in holiness, respond in, as being ready for battle, as um, as soldiers who are willing to be equipped for this battle. I don't want to digress too long in there. But we, we're, we're meeting and we're journeying towards this. And right now we felt that we have a, a big annual event coming up this fall with a gentleman named Bear Wozniak. Gentleman who has a, it's called podcast called the Bear Wozniak Podcast. It's a, it, I really like it. I think he's a great man from what I've heard and what I've chatted with him. And he's, he's um, I really like him and I fully endorse him. So I'm looking forward to this a lot. So we felt called to to journey through the virtues, the cardinal theological virtues along the way leading up to our event in the fall. So please pray for us. If you're hearing this, whoever, whoever other than myself were to hear this thing, please pray for this thing, please. We just had one this past Friday on the virtue of justice. And it's not so much justice as, you know, God's, God's a just God. And more regarding the the, the, the theological, the, not the theological, but the cardinal virtue of justice as, a, as a, just a human virtue, as a thing that preexisted any Christian understanding of things. That you, you and, and I'm paraphrasing horribly, I didn't plan to talk about the virtue of justice tonight, but I should bring it up. Um, my paraphrase of it is that we treat a thing the way that that thing is meant to be treated. You know, if I've got a glass of beer, which I just finished, really yummy Marzen. Um, if I've got a glass of beer, justice demands that I drink it. Because <laughs> if I didn't drink it, it would go stale and old and it wouldn't be used for its intended purposes. But not just that I'm demanded by justice to drink that thing, but to drink it in moderation. And um, 
not to drink it in excess, not to abuse it, not to guzzle it, but to enjoy it for itself and to treat that with that kind of respect. That's how I see the virtue of justice playing out. And that plays in our own daily lives as far as how our bodies are made, male and female, our sexuality, our uh, the virtue of chastity as, a, as an apprenticeship and self-mastery. What does that mean for us here today? Um, also, our relationship with God and how I need to treat that the way it ought to be treated as he's my master, I'm his servant, or he's my father, I'm his son, or he's my friend and I'm his friend, you know? He's, he's the one who empowers me, who fills me with good things, and I have to respond in kind, saying, yes, Lord, please empower me and fill me with good things. And maybe I, you know, maybe I should do a couple of episodes on these things. I, you know, probably wouldn't hurt, hurt, maybe give me some focus rather than randomly spitballing. But we have a gentleman named Gerald Mopati who shared really eloquently, I thought. He's a longtime friend and mentor of mine. I really love Gerald. He's a good man. Him and his wife started a ministry called Cat Chat. And uh, it started off as a, as a radio show for kids and families. And um, since we've been having kids, they've been had doing this radio show, ventured out into a stage show. Now they've got a TV show with EWTN. I'm going to put a link in the description here. Check them out. I think it's solid resources. One of the cool fruits of it is that um, my wife and I, you know, we try our best to catechize our kids, but Cat Chat really catechize our kids. Really, really did. When we, when we hear feedback from our teachers sometimes as our kids were growing in, in school, they'd say, how do, you, how do your kids know all this stuff? And then they, they compliment Karen and I. They say, oh, you know, oh, we see who their parents are, of course, you know, which isn't really, it's flattering to hear, but it's not really the truth. The truth is Catchat. My kids have been listening to Catchat since they were kids. And Catchat breaks down really good, solid things about our faith in a way that our kids can understand and absorb, not just hear, but absorb and really um, own it. Really good stuff. I love Cat Chat. And Gerald's an excellent man. So he talked to us about a very cool topic that I want to expand on a little bit tonight. At the end of his presentation, we had some lag time and I felt compelled, rightly or not, justly or not, to fill that lag time. We were waiting for some things to happen and it was, I, my sense of the room was that it was kind of, okay, what's happening next? And nothing was happening next. And so um, I filled that gap in. And one of the things that uh, Gerald touched on was the God of the gaps. He didn't call it that. But the concept of the God of the gaps is this atheistic argument against Christianity where the Christian God or God in general is nothing more than just an explanation for something that, that can't be explained. Therefore, they call him God of the gaps. And I mean, fine. I, I'm not. I'm not here. I'm not an apologist. But you want to think that? Go for. Go for it. You're wrong. But go. Go for it. Um, the the God of the gaps here. I really like this concept, and I'm so happy that Gerald brought it up. Um, there's Gerald talked about. There's a gap between what we know we ought to do, and then and then actually doing it. You know, knowing that I should tr drink this beer with moderation. And then actually drinking with moderation, as opposed to just guzzling the thing and going for another right away. There's a there's a gap between those two choices, and hopefully the cross of Christ is there. Hopefully that we're putting God there in the middle of that that space before we act on a choice or don't act on a choice. And one of the things that um, that I really like about this messaging is that 
there is a huge dis- dissonance between the things that I know I ought to do versus the things that I just fail to do or continue to do, whether the bad habits that I do or even good things that I do. There's always this space in between. And I like this message a lot. One of the things that we touched on on Friday night, inspired by Gerald's presentation, was Gerald talked about the devils. You know, it's one thing to know Jesus, but it's another thing to actually respond in kind to him and to give our lives to him. Because even the devils know Jesus. And he, and he brought up several quotes from scripture that talk about how the devils know who Jesus is, but they hate him anyway. And they don't really follow him, of course. They, and uh, so Gerald used that as an example of, it's not enough just to know Jesus. We have to respond to him, to follow him and to love him. And to just at least say that we want to do it. St. Ignatius, I believe it's St. Ignatius. Um, you need only to want to do well and God will do the rest. And that's that God of the gaps, ready to do the rest for us. If we just want to do well, that's great. God will meet us in that want to do well. That want is this gap between knowing a thing and then doing that thing. Just the desire itself is enough for God to say, yes, here's my grace. Take it. (laughs) Take more of it. Take more of it. Can you take some more? I'll give you a little bit more. Ooh, you look a little empty. I'll give you some more. You know, that, 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 uh, you know, that, that Italian cook, we when growing up, we had this Italian woman, she was amazing. And um, Anna was her name, and fantastic cook. But your plate was never empty, not even remotely close to being empty. And if you refused, you know, you, you could tell she, she just kept pushing or else, you know, she, maybe she, she thought that, um, you know, I guess you didn't like my cooking. So it was a compliment to continue to eat of course, within reason, with by the virtue of justice. Then maybe that's, maybe I'm getting mixed into temperance a bit. And maybe we should do an episode on virtues. I digress, as usual. But so one of the things that Gerald brought up was the reality of hell. And, and hell is one of those things these days in our circles that aren't really talked about too much. It's not nice. A friend of mine, who's also on our planning team, he made the comment one day about the Fatima prayer. And the Fatima prayer goes like this. If you're not familiar with it, it goes, Oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of your mercy. He was saying the rosary with his kids. And uh, he started to say this. And the kids re- reacted as, Oh, dad, you're saying that. I can't remember what language that they used to describe it, but it was the, something that it was taboo. They they use the prayer that's not really needed to be said because it talks about this place that isn't really real, or at least it's hard to talk about, which is H E double L or H E hockey sticks, H E double hockey sticks, hell. We don't talk about it, and we should talk about it because there's a big gap between believing Jesus and actually doing the Jesus thing, being with Him as His friend, following Jesus and knowing about Jesus. Um, two things, and, and for unfortunately, for many souls, we don't know how many, you know, maybe God's mercy is so huge that maybe it's just the demons and, the, and maybe there's nobody in there. You know, I'm paraphrasing John Paul II horribly from the 90s. But, you know, and I'm only saying that because God's mercy is so huge and he knows what leads our hearts to certain directions and certain choices that God is not only a just God, but because of his justice, it's merciful. But hell is a reality that we need to consider. We need to be aware of that it's a reality that I might go to hell. I might go to hell. 
our salvation isn't assured. We have free choice. We're not, we're not automatons. We choose freely between good and evil all the time. And this is a reality we need to know. Where am I today? Am I one step closer to hell? Or am I still moving towards Jesus' heart? Where am I today? And where is that gap at? And the, the thing here is that the devil kicks us when we're down. So when we're in this gap and we're doubting ourselves, when we think that there's so far between me and actually going to mass or, or giving up contraception or giving up pornography or not gossiping about my neighbor or, or wanting that person to be good for his own sake to, you know, just so that he could be, have good things just be happy for that person for his sake. So I, I wouldn't, there's a, there's a gap between knowing what I need to do and actually doing it. And, and that, that, that distance feels really discouraging. I, I feel discouraged, you know, and um, struggling with lust, knowing I shouldn't fall into lust or struggling with speaking about people behind their backs. I know I shouldn't do it or, no struggling with the temptation to lie or not to lie, actually own up to a mistake that I did. Those are big gaps. And my failure to achieve the good, the, the better choice. Satan is right there, ready to kick us when we're, when we're down. And it, trying to discourage us because it separates us mentally from where we know we need to be. And oftentimes that place where we know we need to be is associated with a community of people, people that we associate with, <laughs> like our friends, our our mentors, our idols, our people that we admire. You know, we look at that, you look at somebody, I'm thinking of a gentleman named Jim Murphy. I think he's been an excellent mentor to me, good man, very good man. Um, I really admire what he's done in his life, and I know that he's very devout in his prayer. You can just tell. And uh I know that I need to be like that too. But when I don't, when I'm not like that, not only am I feeling in that moment of, of not doing that, not only am I feeling the, the discouragement of my own choice, but the discouragement of, us, of this visualization of, of his face, Jim's face, this human person looking down at me, disappointed with me. And then not only that, but going beyond that, you know, is God's face being disappointed with me he's so pleased with jim oh poor you little kevin didn't get up to, at 6 a.m to pray you know you kind of suck buddy that's satan's voice and it's not like it's dichotomy it's not like there's good and evil wrestling for our souls but they both meet us in this gap don't they and the one that's easier to listen to is of course the one that that i tend to gravitate gravitate to it which is the negative one which is satan's voice and the world's voice too. I mean, the world's in there as well. We see pictures of success, happy people, well-disciplined people, physically fit people, beautiful looking people, great smiles, great hair, success, successful people. So we've got all these things meeting us there, this place of the gap. And it's beautiful because that's where Jesus is. It's not like Jesus is on the other side looking disappointed or down at us if we're not achieving that thing 
He's in the gap with us. Look at the baptism of Jesus. Look at the baptism. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. I'm going to read up to verse 17. And I have an RSV Bible, the Ignatian Bible. I don't have the study one. I have the just Ignatian one. I like it a lot. I like the translation of the RSV. Um, anyway, it's a little dry, but, you know, I like it. I don't want it dry. I mean, I don't want it to not dry. I like my wine dry. It's like, just like I like my scripture. I'm rambling. Forgive me. See, look at that gap. No, I digress again. Look at this place. Ugh, Kev, come on. Okay, so we got the baptism of Jesus here. Baptism of Jesus. Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? This is the same scenario where John says, someone's going to come after me and I'm not even worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. So this is this moment where John meets this person, his, his cousin, God himself, the Messiah. And John says, I am not worthy to do this to you. But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And this righteousness, it's like a, a divine righteousness. Also, um, it, it's, it's related to the, to the word justice. Interesting enough, it's related to the word justice. It's like a, a practical action of God, a thing that, that has to get done, like drinking my beer. If I let it sit, it'll go stale. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm not a scripture the, a scholar. I'm not a theologian. But this is the root meaning of this word um, righteousness. And I've always struggled with why is that word there? And this is where the meaning, root meaning of this word comes from is, is a divine, divine righteousness. Is this act of baptism this, uh, of Jesus in the Jordan has to be done not just to, to show people that uh, it's not because of baptism itself. Well, may, you know, maybe it is, but it's also bigger than that. So Jesus is, is being baptized as one with the people in this gap. He's there with them being baptized. He's not separate from their action of the gap. He's there with them. He's there with them at the lowest point on the planet Earth that's above the ocean. At the lowest point in the planet Earth. Isn't that cool? I think that's cool. God is meeting us at the lowest point of humanity where we have come for repentance, seeking God's mercy and justice. That's where Jesus is. Physically, in this, in this picture, that's where he is, meeting us there. The God of the gaps meets us there. God of the gap is not just this distant thing that, that's created stuff that rolled a couple of dice and let, it, let this theological dice fly throughout the universe, let things fall where they are, but he's disinterested in the outcomes. That's not the God of the gaps. The God of the gaps is, is Emmanuel. Jesus. Jesus is with us in this moment of doubt. I need to stop contracepting. 
God, help me. I don't know how to stop. You know, I need to stop looking at pornography. I need to stop doing this. I need to stop gossiping. I need to stop lying. I need to stop doing this, blah, 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 blah. All these things that, that Satan gets us down on where we want to seek repentance and wholeness, but we can't seem to get out of it. That's where Jesus is. That's Emmanuel, God of the gaps. Then he consented. John consented. And when Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, on Jesus. And behold, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Oh, I love this stuff. The miraculous. My gosh, please, God, renew your works. We've heard of these things. Renew your works in our age, in our time. Make it known throughout the world. I, I love, I'm digging this. I'm, I'm so, so happy that Gerald brought this up. And, um, you know, in my botching of things, as I botch things, because I live in this gap, um, I don't know that I explained this very well. I, it wasn't exactly what Gerald was getting at, but I, this is my take on this thing, and I love it. Someone had to fill the space in at our men's event on Friday, and I, um, it was funny. I, I'm, I'm going to digress a little more. I don't know how God speaks to you, but for me, it's, it seems, it's very, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with spontaneous things, and I find that's where God moves me a lot. And leading up to our event on Friday, I had the sense, Kev, prepare something prepare something, prepare something. And I kept saying, no, no, please, no. They don't want to hear my voice again. They heard me a million times. They're sick of it already. No, kept going, prepare something, prepare something, prepare something. And I just kept responding, no, I'm not going to. And so what happens? This thing that's completely out of my hands, here I was expecting a, a, a transition between the presentation and adoration. And there's this big gap that's happening during this thing. And, and so I thought it'd be appropriate to expound on these things that Gerald was talking about just to kind of help, you know, maybe drive things home a little bit more. And I didn't touch on this, this last part of God being with us, that this God of the gaps is here in his face of mercy. He's not here in this gap to condemn us or to kick us. That's Satan. That's, that's what Satan does. That's what we do. You know, we do that to ourselves. God is there in the gaps with us to be our friend, to be the one who loves us, that calls us into life, that's going to journey with us to the other side of that gap along the way, every stumble of the way, because he is Emmanuel. God is with us. I think that's a beautiful thing, my friends. Don't let Satan kick you when you're down. And he's going to. He's going to. Don't, don't ignore the reality of this either, that the reality of hell is a real thing. But thanks be to God, he is there to meet us between the gap of heaven and hell. Between the gap of being okay at a Christian life to being a saint. And being a saint is attainable for you and me. God calls us to it. He wants us to be that. 
And he's going to give us everything that we possibly would need to get there to that other side and to bridge this gap. Respond to him. Don't delay. Respond to him today. Just say yes. You need only to be, you need only to be willing to do well. And God will do the rest. God, help me to stop contracepting. God, help me not to, um, I don't know, name something. Lord Jesus, come and inspire the people who are listening. If anybody's listening, inspire them right now, Father, to, to show them which gap they're, they're, they've gotten too comfortable with. What gap are they resting in? Show them, dear Father. Show me, Father. I, <laughs> I'm not a saint. I'm not fooling anybody other than my own self and thinking I'm pretty good, but I'm, you know, there's so much work to get done. Lord, show me so that I can get to the other side. Show me the hope in this gap. Show me that there's light at the end of this tunnel. Show me that little by little, I'll get to that other side, but not on my own, not alone, but with you meeting me in the Jordan River. God bless you, my friends. All right. God bless you. I'll be praying for you today.